Hello and welcome to VChat. We're coming at you live from the South Florida VMware Regional User Group. I'm David Davis from VMWareVideos.com and TrainSignal. I'm glad to be here, honored to be here, with the distinguished Mr. <laughs> Josh Atwell of VTestRec.com and VCE. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. How are you doing, David? I'm great. You having fun today? I did. Good. I did. Yeah? Good. I gave my first keynote ever. I, I gave my first keynote. You gave ever. your first keynote. It was, it was a moment of first for us. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It was exciting, a lot of fun. Yeah. And it really tied into what your keynote was all about. Yeah, yeah. Saying yes, taking chances, trying to make the most out of your career and become a success in technology. Yep. And did anybody bite you? No, nobody bit me. No. And I, I even got some compliments afterwards See? that they appreciated the topic. Yeah. So, people out there, if you're trying to do stuff and you're not sure if you can, Neither one of us got bitten on our first keynote. Speaking, <laughs> right. speaking in public does not get you bitten. That's right. So what did you talk about? I more or less did my uh, session from VMworld, um, Become a Rockstar with PowerCLI Power and vCenter Orchestrator. Um, some slight updates with some of the new stuff and how things work, but uh, more or less the same idea, trying to let people know that you can start orchestrating and automating and identifying locations in your environment where you can start making your life easier. I, I found it interesting that there's a new integration with vSphere 5.1, mm -hmm. how it integrates with vCenter, yeah. the web client even. Mm -hmm. So that's some yeah, stuff Yeah, just like to being able to uh, assign it to a, to a resource type, to like a virtual machine, right-click the virtual machine, for instance, and be able to initiate a workflow. And one of the things I didn't know is that vCenter Orchestrator doesn't just orchestrate vSphere tasks. That's correct. It can orchestrate Active Directory, mm -hmm. email, I don't know, a long well, list of other stuff. With the right API, it can actually orchestrate anything. You could orchestrate your lights in your house if they have an open <laughs> API that you can connect to. Hmm. And that's really the key for orchestration in general is the accessibility of whatever you're wanting to orchestrate to make sure that it does have something that you can connect to and execute changes. So, That's so cool. vCenter Orchestrator is very, very powerful. You know, I'm not, I won't talk poorly against various products out there that are out there for workflow uh, orchestration, but if you're working on an orchestration product, take note, openness is better, right? The, the, the more that you give people who want to use these products power to do what they need to do, the more successful your and when you say it's be. open, I know you said that a number of times. What's what's the difference between vCenter Orchestrator versus just vCenter? Are you saying it's open because it can work with sure. other products? Yeah, no, the it's not open source software. Right, no, no, it's not open okay. source software. Okay. So by open, I mean is that there are some products that are very limited in scope, and they're very very good at what they do. So I'm I'm not being disparaging on whether or not they can execute what they're designed to do but they, they lack full flexibility, right? Because they, they only allow you to work within the confines of their product and they don't allow you to necessarily extend into something that wasn't already there. So with vCenter Orchestrator, you can actually develop your own plugins and incorporate them into the application. That's cool. There's other products where that's currently not an option, right? Okay. You, you're you're kind of tied, whether it's specific for their hardware or their application or and it's mostly hardware vendors that are that are doing that because everybody recognizes that you know whether you want to call it cloud software defined x orchestration is the only way to sustainably you know build that out 
to make sure that everything is consistent and correct, flexible. You know, it's, it's the only way you're going to accomplish it. And that's why you see all these major players investing heavily in, in orchestration and making sure that they have a product that makes their product easier to consume. Yeah. So does Orchestrator, is it licensed with vCenter? It is part of uh, vCenter server. That's okay. correct. It's a free it's a free product, so you don't pay for it per se, um, but it is included with vCenter or vCenter server. Okay. Um, and they also have it as an appliance that you can you can download as a separate appliance, which is the way I initially set it up in my home lab. Um, okay. And that's that's a that's a pretty good setup. You just download. I think it's an OVA. You download that, yeah. run it, and get it connected to your virtual center server. And then it has a Windows client. Uh, it's a web-based web client. Web-based client. Web based client. Yep. Okay. Most, most of the work is a web-based client, okay. yeah. which works because yeah. everything in uh, vSphere seems to be moving web-based. Yeah. Well, cool. And then, so, uh, the other thing I learned about was that there's a new beta of Project Onyx. I, I'd use the, the older Project Onyx, mm -hmm. but now there's a new beta, and it can export scripts to various formats. Including vCenter orchestrators, JavaScript. Yeah, well, actually, Project Onyx was able to do that very early. Oh, it on. was okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's what's it's been new able with to the do... beta? Is it just? I, I think it's just. Uh, I actually haven't downloaded the okay. latest. Um, I think it's just maturing. Okay. And it's becoming. You know, the there's there's been changes, and with those changes, they're they're yeah. having to be a little more flexible. And and I think it's just part of the maturation process. Okay. Yeah. I, I, in truth, I haven't touched Onyx. Um, my new my new role doesn't have me doing a whole lot of automation um, uh, yet. Maybe at some point I'll find a find a need. But it's got a cool black screen. Oh, it's yeah. And it's I a, noticed that was great very screen, different yeah. from the old one. Is this cool black interface? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, it's yeah. got to be stylish. If it's kind of like James Bond. I mean, maybe Alan Renouf came up with that cool black interface, although. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, he he was working on his own. I think he did his own um, fling on the labs. I think he had he, uh, recently. He had a uh, he has a power CLI uh, vCenter upgrade checker. Mm -hmm. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yep. I, I did download it and try it, and a very useful tool. I uh, should have had that prior to my last debacle in my home lab because uh, I broke it. It checked so many things that I didn't even know. You know, right? That I you should be even, checking. Yeah. Right. All these Active Directory permissions and different things it was looking at. Well, so. you know, on that note, how long would it have, if you had a checklist, how long would it have taken you to go in and check all those things? You know, some of the things I don't even know, you know, maybe I would need instructions on how to go check those things. Right. You know? um, but it, it, it did it in just seconds. So right. for me to be able to do those things... I would guess an hour or something. Power of automation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it did it accurately. Yeah. Every time. And it even has a had a pretty interface. A little Windows have, app. It wasn't. It wasn't just. So Alan's stepping it up. He is. He's getting. He he's is. getting outside of the console into. Maybe he summoned uh, Power CLI man to help him with that. Yeah. We haven't heard much from Power CLI man. No, we haven't. It's, I wonder if Power CLI man's a little <laughs> sad because Alan moved over to the states. Maybe. And so Power CLI man, please come back. We we, we love and, and miss you and really need to see you more. We need more superheroes in virtualization. I agree. I yeah. agree. I wonder if there's a vCenter orchestrator guy that's going to emerge at some point in time. Maybe. He'd have those those cool circles on the front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he could have like his you know mask. 
be like really cool O's or something. Yeah. Nah, man, we are really stretching on this yeah. one. <laughs> and he could summon the power of flowcharts to uh, That's right. connect he has a process to create attack. workflows. Yes, a process attack. That's right. <laughs> kind of like the Michelin man throwing his tires. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So that was interesting. Um, makes me want, want to learn some power CLI. You should. I should, It's yeah. good for you. I should. I, I expect some serious train signal stuff. And now one of the things you told me is that you did a V-Brown back session on uh, using power CLI to um, pass, or not just pass, but to be more efficient in passing the VCAP DCA. I did, yeah. Oh. It was, um, I guess, mid last year. Um, but yeah, with uh, so essentially, you know, with power CLI, it's one of the tools that's at your disposal when doing the, the DCA exam. And mm -hmm. for those of you that aren't familiar, uh, the VCAP DCA is a live environment where you log in and you get a list of like 80 some, 80 to 100 tasks, I don't remember the exact number. Um, and then it's like going to a customer site, they give you the list and they say, now we can only pay you to do for four hours of work, but you have to get it all done. Um, and so in that brown bag, I, I say that with Power CLI, if you learn these commands and, and, and do these things, the first thing you should do when you log in to your environment for the DCA is fire up Power CLI, connect to the virtual center server, and just here's a couple of things just to gather the information because you know they're going to throw stuff on you about the data stores and the switches. You know, if you know about the products that they talk about or the mm -hmm. features that they talk about in the blueprint, those are things that you're going to need to check, right? And I, I, obviously, I can't get into specifics about what they ask, in part because I don't really remember. Uh, it's it's been over a year, um, but by doing that, you're you're getting a leg up because you can start identifying potential problems before you even get to that question. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it's helped some some people. But PowerShell is your buddy. Yeah. So the V Brown bags, I checked out the website and I was amazed. And, and you were telling me that. They've expanded around the world, like world tour for, for the brave V-Brown bags. We have expanded quite a bit, yeah. We've got, <clears throat> so late last year we started, um, so we've had the U.S., um, we've had Asia Pacific with um, Alistair and Nick. You know, they, they joined up last year and they've done a phenomenal job. They did the VCAP DCD and I think they did the VCAP 5 DCA as well. Just tremendous, tremendous work. Um, they're actually the guys behind Auto Lab as well, and then we recently started Amia. So we've got guys in, in, in Europe that are doing a podcast. Uh, we have guys doing Latin America now, so a Spanish-speaking podcast wow. uh, for the V Brown Bag. And just last month, we started in China. So <laughs> we've we've got people in China that are doing V Brown Bag podcasts. That's in, amazing. In, in Chinese. Yeah, and uh, Cody, uh, Cody Bunch just recently started the OpenStack v Brown Bag. So it, it is part of our, our long-term strategy to kind of branch out beyond VMware-specific, mm -hmm. um, but still really focused on the learning, career development. I mean, we the OpenStack talks a lot more about the technology because there's really not, I don't think, a certification track involved with that mm -hmm. yet. But you can believe that as soon as they have one, we'll be on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to help enable people to get certified. Well, which, so are you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing our best. Does that mean we're enemies? Are we competing? No, no, we're all helping this certification community. In fact, Train Signal's a sponsor, long-time sponsor. A long-time sponsor. Of the V Brown Bank. I actually get that question a lot. Yeah. Like, aren't you guys worried about your 
competing with train signal? I'm like, oh, no, no, theirs is much better. <laughs> but yours is... I think they complement each other well. I mean, you know, train signal is more, um, more structured, mm -hmm. specific topics from specific instructors organized into a course. Correct. Um, where you, you know, go through kind of from start to finish. Whereas the V Brown bags are, you know, an expert who comes in on a particular topic mm -hmm. and talks for one hour and you have sort of open forum Q&A with that expert. And we fumble around a lot. Yeah, yeah. We work through it, we get questions, and then we put it on YouTube and on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, so, so I think they complement each other, you know, a lot. Um, and I recommend people, you know, to go check out the V Brown bags. If they're interested in certification, they want to improve their skills. It's and I recommend TrainSignal <laughs> if they want a really high quality production. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it, you know, and that's one thing that's always been good. I think about both organizations. It's very community focused. Yeah. You know, obviously we want viewers because that helps us sponsor, get sponsorship for like the tech talks at VM world yeah. and the giveaways like the V Brown bag of awesomeness that we did last year. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, it, you guys have been great with the V mug events like this, um, and you know, giving out resources and, and helping people get trained. So I, I think we, we're in a great spot um, mm -hmm. to, to, to help folks. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully we are helping people. I think we I are. Hope so I hope so. And, and that was what my keynote was about was, you know, trying to help people get, um, come up with a plan for improving their career in technology uh, and then you know just working through that learning mm -hmm. improving it getting certified and and hopefully achieving something you know, great so so what was the like it was that what really wanted made you want to do that keynote yeah yeah I mean I felt like recently you know I've I've achieved some successes, I feel like. I, and that doesn't mean I'm going to just sit back and, you know, do nothing. But well, I mean, we know that I based like, on your view in your room versus... <laughs> no, no. No, that was by chance. Yeah, that I, that I had the Ocean Hotel room yeah. view, surely. I see the highway. It's cool. <laughs> but, uh, no, I wanted to try to share that, yeah. you know, with other people to help them. Because, I, you know, I get a lot of emails uh, on my train signal email account mm -hmm. from people who are like... I'm trying to get started in virtualization. What should I do? Mm -hmm. I want to get my VCP. What should I do? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people around the world even, you know, just looking for guidance. Right. And so, you know, that was kind of where the idea came from for the presentation. So you had, what was it, five key takeaways or key things that people can do. What were some of those? See, now I'm interviewing you. Oh, uh, yeah. So it started off with, you know, have a target in mind. What's mm -hmm. your, your goal? And, you know, brainstorm that goal from there. What are all the crazy things you might be able to do to accomplish that goal? Uh, and then from there, what was the next thing? Um, network. Mm -hmm. Network. So you know, I talked a lot about using Twitter and social media and networking at conferences and networking, you know, really every chance you get. And then uh, after that, learn. Mm -hmm. So I talked about, you know, uh, certification and you know all the different resources that are available down brown bag you know some of the things we talked about even here at the VMO lots of opportunities to learn and then prove it I believe that was, sounds right yeah prove it so you know go out there and and you know you could prove it with a certification you could prove it by uh, even just doing a project at work maybe a server consolidation mm -hmm. where you know you are able to document Okay, I saved the company $1 million over five years by doing a server consolidation. Um, you know, whatever, and maybe you prove it by becoming a V expert or, you know, getting a raise or a promotion or something. 
And then, you know, going back, completing the circle by evaluating, you know, how did you do, what could you do better? And it comes back to that continuous, you know, never-ending improvement, right. you know, kind of circle of improvement. So no complacency. That's right. There's no time for complacency. So. Well, I mean, unless you just need a break. <laughs> Hopefully one day, you know, when you're old and gray, you'll have time for complacency. But until then, just keep persevering. Yeah, and, and one thing, like, when we, were, when we were talking last night about, you know, about your, your talk that, that I generally tell people is that don't ever look at anything that you're doing to improve your career as singly focused. Right. Yeah. Always, yeah. always make find ways to tie it into how it improves your job, how it might benefit your employer, how it might improve you know, your ability to do other things. Mm-hmm. Right. Public speaking is a great thing. It helps yeah. you speak better. It makes you condense and think about your thoughts. It's sharing knowledge. It's going to translate better in the, whatever work you do because you'll learn to communicate with people better. Um, if you read a book, don't just read a book. Write a review on it. Right. Share what how it applied to you that way you know that extra 30 minutes you spend to get that review is probably going to help somebody else to Mm -hmm. know should i buy this book i don't know this is what i'm trying to do oh look there's a review that guy's exactly like me Mm -hmm. Uh, is it because there's all there's people at every level yeah so so there's multiple facets of it and and it's also to me it's a snowball effect to some degree i mean you do one thing and that evolves into something else and it gets bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger and bigger. It is definitely a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. Today's miracles are tomorrow's expectations. Right. Just just like I said it, yeah, you know, you'd be surprised how fast one thing leads to another. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah. That's it is. exactly what we work for, I think. It is. And and but you can't just look at it as uh, you know, there's so much more to it than just that one thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, for example, writing a book, it might be painful to write that first book, right. but that book is going to get you recognized. And then that recognition might land you a job. And then that job might help you to speak at the, the you know, keynote at the, mm-hmm. the VMUG. And then the VMUG leads you to speaking at VMworld. And, you know, it's a big snowball effect. So. Yeah. And, you know, that, that also touches on another thing that I talk with people about. Um, and even my, um, my stepbrother and stepsisters. They asked me one time, they're like, how, how can I find success in, in what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Like, well, set a goal, but don't be fixated on, you know, I want to be a director of IT somewhere. Yeah. Well, think about it a little differently. What is it about director of IT that you want to have? You want to be able to influence influencers? You want to be able to, you know, lead a team? Do you want to be able... And then focus on those things. Learn the skills required jump onto activities that help you, you know, bolster those skills mm-hmm. because you may end up finding that you don't want to be a director of IT. You want to be a director of product management. That actually is what you wanted to do. But yeah. if you fixate on director of IT, you're focused on, on the wrong goal. The, yeah. the, you know, the goal is really find out what that is about director of IT that you want to be and then align to those skills and those facets. And, and I think you find success faster that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so many people, they just don't know all the possibilities out there you know, oh, yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. You can't possibly. I mean, because, you know, in my 20s, I wanted to be CIO. You know, yeah. I, that was my goal. I was One day I was going to be the CIO at a big company. And as I got older and learned more and found out what it was really like a little bit to be mm-hmm. a CIO, I was like, yeah, forget it. I don't want to be a CIO. You know, I, there's many more things I'd much rather do. So, like coming to VMA conference. Exactly, like doing this kind of you know fun stuff. Right. So, 
uh, I had actually the sound man here at the conference come up to me after my presentation, and he said uh, one of the mistakes he made was uh, he was in IT for many years, mm -hmm. but he got focused on just doing whatever the company wanted him to do, and he completely stopped his personal development, uh, mm -hmm. and he didn't stay up to date. And then, you know, the economic downturn, he, he lost his IT job because his skills weren't updated. He didn't, he wasn't able to, to find a new job. Yep. And so, you know, that was the, one of the other points I tried to make, which is, you know, make sure you've got, yes, your, your company in mind, but also you and your personal brand, you know, yeah. in mind uh, in career development. Because I think a lot of people just forget about that. Yeah. So. Um, one, one thing, I, I tweeted about it recently. Um, I was talking with my wife, and, you know, because I just switched jobs like five weeks ago. And one of the things that's really exciting for me is I do regular updates to my resume and on LinkedIn to... So people know that what I'm doing and I don't ever let myself get behind on those things. It's very important to keep your resume up to date. Mm -hmm. and, and a good litmus test on whether or not you're in a job that's satisfying to you is if you get excited about the things that you're putting on your resume. <laughs> right? Yeah. If, if, you, if you're having, if you're putting items on there and you're like, like next week I might go and update my resume, I get to say that I, I spoke at the South Florida Bima and that excites me. That's a good point. Or, or I get to say that I've enabled so many customers in realizing their, you know, full potential in their infrastructure and what they can provide to their business. Yeah. Right. Those types of things are really exciting to me, and I can't wait to put them on my resume. Right. You don't want like ten years to go by, and then you have to sit down and, okay, now I'm going to make a resume. I've never had a resume. Now I'm going to make one no. and try to remember all the great things you did quarterly. Right. Right. Quarterly. It's it's. Microsoft Word is great because you put the information in there and then if you're ever at a point where you want to put the resume out there or you feel like you need, you know, if the time comes that you need to find a job, mm -hmm. you go out, look for work, delete lines that don't necessarily apply. Mm. But you're always ready and you don't have to do that because, um, and I say this frequently as well, there's two people in this world that always think I'm awesome, me and my mom. And my mom is not a good referral for, for a job, <laughs> right. right? So if you do things where other people thought you were awesome because of it, mm -hmm. you got to keep track of those so that you know who to reach out to whenever you're, yeah. you're, you're ready to pursue that next step in your career, you know, either voluntarily or involuntarily. Yeah. It's always good. And that goes back to the networking part. Right. Right? It right. also helps you keep track of those really valuable connections because um, Nobody's going to be a better champion for you than you, but it's always good to know people who like you. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, in many cases, if you've got a good network of people mm -hmm. and you need a job, you might not even need a resume. You know, your your name, your what you've done, they know, they've, they've mm -hmm. seen, they say, oh, Josh, you want a job? Okay, you're hired. You know, yeah. I, I think there's no better feeling than having your reputation or your brand, you know speak for yourself so somebody doesn't have to look at a resume and say hmm who are you again you know yeah 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 the whole reputation preceding you thing is interesting you know <laughs> having having just recently gone through the experience it's um it it definitely if you're doing it right yeah those conversations are much much easier right and you know, i never ever plan to be an expert on anything because <laughs> I always know people who are incredibly smarter than me on all the topics that I have you know high proficiency in right um, but I communicate well yeah and so I play on that 
Yeah. Right? That is that is my biggest strength. So um, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. So when I go into a situation where people want to, you know, it's nice when people say, oh, no, you've got technical chops. I'm not really concerned. You know, it's not necessarily that I have the top technical chops. It's that I communicate well. I exhibit that I can learn that stuff quickly and communicate yeah. it and things like that. So. It's, and that's the best skill to have is the, the ability to learn quickly, understand mm-hmm. quickly, and then educate others. Yep. Because, you know, com- technology has gotten so complex, there is no one single expert on anything, you know. Um, so just the ability to pick it up quickly and, and use it and and sell it and talk about it and blog yep. about it. Because how many scripts did I show in my presentation? One. One? Get VM, pipe, select, start. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that is was, a script. That was it? the only script that was in the entire presentation. Um, but how to write a script was not what the presentation was about. Right. right. So how to look at the products, understand what they're capable of doing, mm-hmm. identify your needs, and how to align those products and find what you need to accomplish. So, you know, technically I can accomplish all the things that I talked about. I don't want to. But you right. know, I, I can point people in the right direction, get them the resources, or if I ever really need to, I know that I can, right? I can take take that effort and do that. And, yeah. And I think that's a good place to get yourself into is, is build some successes and feel confident that you can pick up the technology and learn it because that is the key to longevity. Way too much change going on in this industry mm-hmm. to get complacent on a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Well, the VMO here today, they had, I don't know, four to 500 people? There was uh, the last, they had over 300 people show up in the first half hour. Wow. And I'm pretty sure they broke 400. So they had a really good turnout. Awesome. Yep. I think they had 400 and some change initially registered. Um, and they've exceeded that. So, which is a lot of walk in traffic, which is really good. Yeah. Really happy for them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was a beautiful facility. Yep. Great weather. Had a good time. Some yep. great career tips and yeah. technology and automation tips so i appreciate you being on the v chat absolutely yeah david always thanks a pleasure us. take care buddy all right thanks again thank you for watching this episode of v chat the latest in virtualization and cloud computing news and how to eric simon and david want your feedback so send questions or ideas for future v chat topics to vchat at trainsignal.com